Boy jolly, have we got a good episode for you tonight. <laughs> Welcome to Loco Locus, the podcast where we put the spotlight on local and underground heavy music. Thanks for clicking play on episode 17. Who are you, Jake? I'm Jake. And I'm Houston. And today we got a pretty standard episode for you. We got four albums we want to talk about, four bands. If that ratio sounds a little obvious to you, then you definitely missed our last episode. (laughs) I'll let you put your own bands in your own words, Jake. Give us a little teaser. What kind of bands do you have for us? Well, I've brought some... uh what I would call some funeral doom from uh, Finland, and some straight-up atmospheric black metal from Russia. Spooky. And, fun little teaser, between both of these bands, we're looking at only three members. I was wondering if that topic was going to come up. (laughs) Indeed. But anyways, Houston, what did you bring for us today? Alright, well, my first band, um, a little bit more in line with your band's, is a death metal band from Greece. It's kind of just fast and heavy. It's just pretty off the cuff. And then our last band of the day, our last band this episode will be our breakdown of the week. And that is going to be coming from a metalcore band from Brisbane in Queensland, Australia. Which band would you like to start with, Jake? Well, I think I would like to start, honestly, with uh, some of that funeral doom for you from um, Finland. Uh, This is a band called Convocation with their new album, Ashes Coalesce. This is like a nice, doomy, slow album, as I'm sure you noticed. And I'd like to show 30 seconds, which before I show this, I mean, with the nature of this music, you got to know 30 seconds. It's hard to get a, a perfect clip to encompass it. Anyways, this is the song, The Absence of Grief, off of Ashes Coalesce. So, I mean, <laughs> I think that's a decently good uh, representation of what you're going to get on this album. Yeah, it's hard to do that sometimes, but I think you absolutely chose a moment that captures the tone and the pace of the album, like the whole atmosphere of it and the style and everything. That is definitely what you can expect from the rest of, of this record. Yeah, and uh, as I was making my notes for today, I, I kind of realized, that, like, <laughs> I swear I wasn't in some fucking, like, depressive mood picking both of my bands but when i was listening back to them i'm like damn <laughs> the the heaviest band i'm bringing today is like very fast and heavy right oh yeah. you can look forward to that if you're into really fast heavy stuff but both of your bands are you know that slower more like depressed almost um like horrified this super slow basically but this one is just next level i've never heard anything that got so slow without compromising any amount of its heaviness. But the doom is so there. Like it's a lot of doom is like kind of like evil or like stonery. This yeah. is just like zoom out even more and zoom out until your mind can't comprehend something this big. It's like this cosmic level yeah. of just like depression horror. Yeah, it gets like this um almost drony type of a uh, level of slow. Do you know what I mean? 
But the three words I wrote to describe this, well, I guess it's f- four words, five if you count the and. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the first one I had perfect. I called this soul-crushing, bleak, and dark. I think that just sums up the sound you're going to get. Like, it put me in this, like, like you said, almost like a, what was that word you used? Like a, almost like you can't comprehend it, but in a way that's super cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I said it's it's kind of like the dread of cosmic horror converted to a soundscape. It's just grueling in slow motion, and it's, you know, it's it's not even evil anymore. It's just, like, horrifying because it's so big. Some distant model of a galaxy spinning in slow motion. That's what this record feels like. It has that motion. Yeah, it felt like a, um, for me, like, now I haven't looked up into the lyrics on this thing, but, like, the, the vibe I get on this is a very inward reflection or something, you know what I mean? And it's just, like, the bleakness of not knowing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, as I was mentioning on the one thing, uh, there's a lot of, and I'm sure if I looked into it, I could find more on this, but I like a little bit of the, what's the word? Anonymity? What, what is it like for being anonymous? You know what I'm saying? What, what's that word? What am I trying to say? Here? You're either looking for anemone or anonymity. <laughs> does it live in the ocean, Jake? It does not live <laughs> in the ocean. <laughs> then the word you're looking for is probably anonymity. All right. I like the anonymity of uh, this band where when I was checking out the uh, members, it just said two members. And they just hit me with the initials LL and MN. Because <laughs> like with black metal and even some death metal, but you know, mostly stuff that's black and you get like these like stage names. And I, yeah, I think we have something to mention in terms of your other band in that same yep, thing sure. later. But... Yeah, I was like, I've never heard just picking your initials and going with that. You say, like, there's only two members. And I was, at first I was like, wow. I mean, I know that happens a lot with, like, extreme metal. But um, it makes sense because I wouldn't really want to see Convocation live. You know, it just wouldn't make sense. It seems more like a strictly sonic experience, plus maybe staring at the art while you're, you know, while you're listening. Yeah, and I don't know if I got into this, but... Um, you may remember this, and I don't know if it's two years ago. I almost think it was maybe even longer than that. I'm not sure when this album came out. But um, the band Bellwitch had that album uh, Mirror Reaper. That is kind of what got me into this genre pretty well, you know, like just this slow, you know, and that album was one song that was over an hour, you know. <laughs> but, wow. Uh, oh, I think I do vaguely remember that. Did Trey listen to them? Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Oh, yeah. Trey's really into them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that now. This this album's doing the same thing for me that that one did like a few years back and like Bellwitch is decently big you know I wouldn't call them like a huge band by any means but I mean in the funeral doom realm they might be the biggest you know and I feel like this album was like just on par like I got a lot of the same feelings out of it from you know when I listened to that one like years back yeah a lot of one or two man projects. Um, I wouldn't say compromise because it's usually an artistic decision, especially in the black metal, you know, sphere. Go for like a worse, like I don't know, less polished recording, and then of course the mix is like you know whatever, as long as the instruments are there. If anything, we want it to sound washed and muddy. But this one kind of broke. That's why I wouldn't say it was very blackened, even though I keep going back to that type of genre. It's just because it felt very produced, um, without compromising, of course, any of that like. That like grayness. Mm-hmm. I I don't know how to describe it other than 
a melancholy kind of sound, but what what really sh- uh, like stood out on this record for me was did you hear the parts where the guitar was almost going into like a like positive note and then just right back down? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like it would kind of go into like these uh, melodic guitar parts that were almost like, oh okay, there is something, and then it's just like, like just <laughs> instantly crushes it after like another thirty seconds, you know? Uh huh. And, and like the notes it hits aren't like in a riff, you know? It's more just like. It reminded me of like Ghost Bath, <laughs> not in terms of like its speed or style, <laughs> oh, yeah, but in terms yeah. of like the the instrumental playing wasn't like really worried about proficiency, as like I will say some of the other bands we're going to mention today were. Rather, it was just sort of like, I mean, they would just play like one chord with distortion over it, and I guess that's where I'm getting the black metal idea from. But then, yeah. yeah, they would hit like a major. Doesn't seem like the right word because See, that's the intervals of say. notes seem yeah. more complicated than like natural minor and natural major. But it would like hit a note, which in relation to the others, and I should say chord, not note. That yeah, it turned into that like positive, almost optimistic, just in order to crush it. I definitely agree with that. And you're talking about the length of this, and you and you were sort of saying like, um, was it Bell Witch? Yeah, Bell Witch. You were record. saying like they had that whole record, and it was basically just one song. I gotta say. I was like adding these songs to a playlist after you mentioned the two bands that you were bringing this week. And I was like, oh, cool. I was like, uh, Jake finally meant it, you know? And he said he was sorry about the long LPs compared to my short hardcore EPs for the podcast. I was like, oh, it's just a four song record. And like, I start listening and I'm like, how long have I been listening to this? Like, the song lengths are like eight, 11, 12, and then almost 14 minutes, respectively. There's, there's three songs on this that would fill in some of your full EPs you've given me. Absolutely. Yeah, there's there's a shower record, and then there's like shower songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are definitely some shower songs. <laughs> if you want to like, I don't know, go to work in a pretty fucked up headspace. <laughs> like this is one of those, like you said, like you sit around and look at the record because like it's not something like I'm gonna be like hanging out with my friends, be like, yo, you want to listen to uh this, and like everyone's just sitting there like, like add this to the party playlist. <laughs> Everyone's just like in an introspection of their own lives, just like, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah, I, I made a note. It's like it's definitely not the kind of music you're gonna throw on a playlist to bop to in the car. It's more for like putting on front to back and then just staring at a wall. It feels more like a soundtrack to some epic time lapse of the universe being born than like a collection of fun <laughs> songs for you know yeah. listening to with your friends. Yeah, and I, I've grown a huge respect lately for. Uh, this type of music like doom but in specifically like this kind of like this funeral doom stuff where it's just god i don't know it like <laughs> if there's times i just want to get all like existential nightmare type feeling you know i'm gonna throw this on <laughs> you, you know when you're in that kind of mood you know when you're in a good existential nightmare kind of mood <laughs> <laughs> all right that was ashes coalesce by convocation houston what have you got for us gonna definitely speed it up here you're gonna get whiplash from not just the pace of this next band, but just the absolute change in pace between <laughs> <laughs> between Ashes Coalesce and then this this record called Necrotic Verses by the band Death Courier. This is the song Morning Ecstasy.
I swear you brought this band just as a birthday present to me. <laughs> Wait, what was that? I said I swear you brought this band as a birthday present for me. Is it your birthday? Oh, no. My birthday's like a couple months away. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's not his birthday. He just He's just like, did you bring this as a birthday present? I was like, that depends. Is it your birthday? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I don't know. Tanner looked at me like, oh, shit. Like, did we miss his birthday? <laughs> <laughs> this is how I bring it up on the podcast. Yeah, I was like, uh, anyways, <laughs> your, your, pro- your promo code word this episode is birthday. Yeah. <laughs> it, totally, it totally should be, though. It has to be, though. <laughs> Which reminds me. <laughs> your local Locust Loyalty program code word this episode is birthday. DMs the code word on any of our socials turn a loyalty point. At three points, earn a free local Locust sticker. We started this on uh, episode 14, so if you want to get some more of those points, go back and give those a listen. So yeah, that song was Morning Ecstasy. The band is Death Courier. They're a death metal band from Greece. Um, They're on Transcending Obscurity, that that label, which is, if you recall, I don't know if that rings a bell for you, Jake, but that's the same as Live Burial, as well as that other band you mentioned that Live Burial was on. Well, shit. So, I don't know if I would say Death Courier is the exact same as Live Burial, if you remember us talking about Live Burial, but definitely makes sense that they're on the same label. Uh, I think fans of one would be fans of the other. Um, and In terms of other fans of, Jake, you're the death metal guy, and you told me you had a really good one. Yeah, so, it's it's almost got a slightly more, um, now when I say classic death metal sound, I mean like right when death metal went into like brutal death metal, you know? But mm-hmm. uh, this sounds a lot like Aborted to me, if you've ever listened to them. Okay. And that's the band like I got the big vibes for. And I'd say musically, like some early dying fetus, but that one's kind of a like, you know, shot in the dark. But definitely aborted is what like I got the vibe of. I went on a playlist on Spotify. I looked up a, a classic death metal playlist for like those late eighties through like mid nineties bands. Mm-hmm. Just because I wanted to familiarize myself with it a little bit and I wanted to see if I could find some some names that I could kind of attach Death Courier to. The two bands I found that I wasn't familiar with, but that I would compare Death Courier to, uh, were Grave and Gorefest. I don't know if you listen to those bands, but I certainly didn't. <laughs> I haven't listened to them either. Well, they might be bands for you to check out. They're in like the 15 to 30k uh, Spotify listeners range, but which you know is pretty big for for death metal. But anyways, Death Courier is the sort of classic death metal that is just balls to the wall all the time. You know, I loved this. Oh yeah, I was. I was very shocked you brought this one, you know? I was like, <laughs> it was one of those where I was slightly upset. I'm like, why didn't I find this band? <laughs> you know, I was like, hmm. <laughs> I was surprised you didn't, if, if you didn't see them. This record came out June 5th, so it's still, you know, still pretty new, especially compared to the ones I'll bring. I'll pretty much go back to January, some episodes. But uh, I saw that artwork, dude. I love that artwork, especially the colors. And I love a good, like, thrash or death metal logo yep. that you can still read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that top left is where you can tell like late '80s, early '90s. You know, that's what that logo looks just like. Yeah, and so I, I was sitting on this, and I'm not gonna lie. Until like maybe two weeks ago, I thought this was a deathcore record just because I like didn't even spend a lot of time with it, uh, or like one or two songs, and put it on a playlist. And I was like, I need to, you know, come back to that for local locus. That was good. And uh, yeah, and I listened to. It, I was like, oh wait, this is like actual death metal. <laughs> like, this is fake music, dude. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, that art alone is what sealed the deal for me and made me, you know, want to keep coming back to it, which is, I know, I probably a sort of shallow thing to say, but dude, this is one where I love just, where I love the visual art and then it had the full package because the songs are, you know, in like 80s thrash, the songs were very long. It was like, can we write an eight minute song with a bridge that's four minutes long and with three verses and like four choruses? And then death metal sort of came along and was like, yo, let's make the vocals super heavy. Let's put the drums at the forefront and fuck the length. You know, that just go for like <laughs> yeah. four minute songs. This song, for example, Morning Ecstasy is a little over two minutes long. And uh, the longest song on Necrotic Verses is only six minutes long. Right. And that's like an outlier. That was like a closer. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, that was the exception for sure. Dude, this thing, this thing is great, man. It, and it, I wish I did know a little bit more bands like this because it does feel like this cool bridging the gap of a lot of brutal death metal that I enjoy listening to and a lot of that more classical sound like we brought with Live Burial. And I understand some of the breakdown stuff you're talking about, like like where you almost got deathcore because they're not breakdowns, but they did some really cool stuff where they would like slow the riffs down a lot. You know what I'm talking about? To where, you know, they weren't quite slams. You know what I mean? Nowhere, anywhere near that, but they would just have like these like they would just slow it down a bunch and i'm like i guess i can see where maybe that like is where you got kind of the idea because it's very riffy like it's not even though it's in your face it's not like it keeps doing the same tremolo picks at you the whole time you know what i mean yeah it's very riff oriented which is why i think it's so classic because uh, you know it has that strong connection to thrash and you know calling it like thrash and death metal i think this is a really good point to interject Last episode when we talked about that splitty piece, Stench of Death, minus, minus the A, 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 a. right? We had um, <laughs> Deathorus and as the, as the first band on the split, and then Stench of Death as the second band on the split, and we were comparing them as like one being doomier than the other. But dude, this is the Deathorus kind of death metal, um, where you know it's just really fast, pretty much all the time. It's really thrashy. The riffs are just super thrashy riffs, and when it slows down, it's usually taking a riff that's already there and just changing it up a little bit, you know. Um, it didn't really have any, it didn't really let you go. It was really relentless, which I thought was just awesome. Yeah, and I think that uh, riff I was thinking of that I was trying to mouth by myself where I was talking about them slowing it down. <laughs> uh-huh. One of my favorite songs that I made a note of was uh, When Death Fits to Skin, that song. There was this middle part that did something like that where the riff was like, down, 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 dun, dun, and the drums kind of slowed down a bit, but then they kept that riff going. And the drums just came in in full, like, death metal style, you know? Just, like, even though the riff was still doing that, like, down, down, it was just, like, (laughs) just going going nuts. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely holds your head underwater and lets you breathe just enough to keep with it. You know, the pace is so fast. Um, Yeah, like, the, the, the pacing of the record, as well as the pacing of the songs, moment to moment, really go hand in hand. So, anyways, that band is Death Courier. Really cool death metal from Greece. Been around long enough for you to definitely uh, been a lot. Fuck it. <laughs> what if we don't? What if that Dude, one just leave it like that? Leave it, leave it. Fuck it. The commercial break comes in. <laughs> Anyways, that band is Death Courier. The new record is called Necrotic Verses. And even if you don't feel like listening to it, which you should, you definitely need to check out that artwork. I'm just saying. Uh, the song was Morning Ecstasy. If you liked that, you can check it out on our local Locust Spotify playlist. Um, which is on Spotify, <laughs> in case the adjective Spotify didn't make that clear. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I just pictured being at like a talent show. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I was picturing you with the spotlight. And you're like moving the like your collar with your two fingers. You know, like <laughs> the other hand is like adjusting the mic, and there's like that feedback. Like and you're just like <laughs> <laughs> the whole audience hears you. You're doing great. <laughs> All right. So now that we're back, why don't you take us to our third band of the night? Slash day. Slash whatever time you're listening to this. For us, it's nighttime. <laughs> you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing great. <laughs> well, Houston, I think uh, from where we left that one off on, I think I may have brought a contender to where if we were going to have a nice artwork showdown, I'd like to mm. see where these two bands stood together, you know? Because they got a similar feel to them. They really do. It Almost like... If you're listening to this, you should go look at both of them and listen to both. (laughs) (laughs) I would recommend that. (laughs) But the uh, the band I'm bringing is uh, called Malist, and this is their new album, To Mantle the Rising Sun. And the song I want to play for you is Tempest of Sorrow. (laughs) I know, dude. It's it's definitely got the black metal vocals. That'd be fun to leave it off on that little that little yell at the end there. The guitar there, that is really charming, which is not really an adjective I feel comfortable using about black metal, right? But that I love that melody. That na, 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 and you know, na, na. I gotta tell you, that is the one thing that okay. So I've been sitting on this one for a, like I, since definitely at least the past week, like the episode we had. Like I found this one near when we took the hiatus. Because this one came out uh, April 24th, so this is honestly probably the farthest I've backlogged, you know, <laughs> for the show. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because here, here's what's impressive, and people need to know this. When you <laughs> recommend a black metal album, it really means something. Because I gotta tell you, out of all the metal genres where there's a lot of shit, <laughs> it's sitting in the black metal category. I was hesitant, you know, to say that, but now that you've given me the opportunity, I'm going to step in and totally agree. I was like... <laughs> Dude, I do not like black metal that much because it is, you know, maybe I'm just not true, but (laughs) there's so much shit to slog through to find the good stuff. Yep. Um, And so, yeah, this is 10 out of 10 black metal, though. Oh, for sure. Within the genre just looks like a giant, which I know is part of the aesthetic, but still, I mean, this is my style, I should say, at least. I think there's one big reason that happened with this one, or at least it's what stuck out to me when I was listening to it. I think this was black metal that was very willing to experiment and mess with stuff. So it had my favorite type of black metal, which I really like that like bleak atmospheric stuff, which like another black metal band I like is this band called None. And so it's got kind of that bleakness to it a little bit, but that's not all it has. You know, it, it's not just offering atmospheric black metal to me. It's like, you know, it's got some riffy parts in it, which was different. Like I would almost call them like, heavy metal riffs that were thrown in there. And I don't know, the whole album just kind of blew me away of how like different. And what'd you think? I mean, I totally agreed. I, I actually made the same point. 
It has like those twangy chord based riffs that you see, you know, being in black metal, right? But I also noted that it was way riffier than pretty much any other black metal I know that doesn't invite death metal to join it on the record, right? Because I wouldn't say it really was. I would say it was like more like a mix between black metal and then like this power metal yeah. over top of it, like this power metal icing. Almost like a symphonic sound to it, in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Which is crazy, because it's only one guy, right? And you know, I, I was going to get into this. And now, to be fair, I think a lot of black metal tends to be these kind of one-man projects, do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, look at Wizard Storm. Yeah, yeah. This one is like a very standout, and I think that is because it's one guy. I'm thinking, like, all these, like, creative channels he wants to... I feel like we've talked about this with some bands before, but... It's like having less members can sometimes be good because it's like everything he wants to experiment with and try out, you know, it's just thrown into the album. You know what I mean? Yep. Your vision is sort of up to you. You're not limited by other people in the band's opinion or other people in the band's capabilities or their interests in terms of like touring and stuff. Because again, when you get to like a one man group, it doesn't really seem like the sort of record you can tour on, right? Yep. Yeah, he's able to create that masterpiece sonically with nothing holding him back. Yeah, I wanted to say, this is the type of black metal, though, where even though it is one person, I was actually, like, shocked this was one person. Normally, one-person black metal bands, I'm like, yeah, that's definitely, like, (laughs) you know, you made some riffs uh, and probably middied some drums. Do you know what I mean? And this one, I, I was shocked when it was one person. And to be honest, it's a little shocking, like you said, to even call it a full black metal thing. Like, I mean, the album artwork's quality, which you don't see a lot. Uh, the production was a lot more quality than a lot of black metal. It didn't film, sound like it was filmed on a, you know, like a Nokia in a cave somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't sound very like TRVE, but um, yeah, in terms of its production. But for me, that's a plus. And I don't think it would be possible to achieve the scope of the vision here without that production, because those higher instrumentals like the almost orchestral moments would not be possible without a half decent mix which this goes above and beyond providing yeah and if you're into this type of metal like i gotta say this one's definitely for me gonna be like a standout of the year and i think that uh from what i was looking at when i got this one i think a lot of the community's feeling that way i mean the band camp i'm looking at right now everything's sold out you know it's like (laughs) you know so I, Mm -hmm. i i think this is making some big waves in that community and uh, one more cool thing about this is the, you know, we were talking earlier about um, these type of bands, you know, they have these kind of stage names in a way. Mm-hmm. This guy's name is Avfrost, and his real name's which is very, you know, very... Uh, whoa, whoa, don't out the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to out him, dude. <laughs> when we had Wizard Storm on for the interview, I was like, what, what is your name? And then in the same question I asked, or, you know, at least what should I call you? And he was like, well, it was struck my ego quite a bit if you just, you know, were to call me a wizard storm. <laughs> Dude, can you, can you, when we're actually, when I actually say that, can you, like, bleep it out with, like, a boop? <laughs> oh, that's actually a big break. Because <laughs> I don't want to just dox the dude, you know? <laughs> but yeah, uh, he's got one of those nice stage names, which happens with a lot of these type of people, which adds a little bit of that, you know, anonymous type thing, which we mentioned with, the, uh, with uh, Convocation, but you know, in a different way. Instead of just being anonymous, it's like, just call me this, you know? Yeah, and it allows you to create a persona. So it's not necessarily anonymous because it doesn't. it's not devoid of a 
character. It just it allows you to create a character that is um, more uh, in the shape, in the image of what you're trying to create, you know, the full picture. Yeah, for sure. And I do got to say, they only have uh, one more release as far as I'm like aware of, Malice does. And it's also a bop. Alright, that was Malist with their sophomore record to mantle the rising sun. What are you going to close us out with, Houston? Well, I'm going to be bringing you your breakdown of the week. Breakdown of the week! That is like my favorite thing I own, and it's a file. <laughs> You hold it like that, uh, you know that meme of Kermit holding his phone with all the love emojis, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> That's definitely going to be a meme I make now. <laughs> it just needs to be breakdown of the week.wav, just hugging it. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually breakdown of the week underscore with vocals underscore compressed. That's even funnier, though. <laughs> I like to have yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> okay. So this band is called Among the Ruined, which is a pretty metalcore band name suited for this metalcore band from Brisbane in Queensland, Australia. They just released a record, I think it's their debut LP, called Despite All Odds at the end of June, June 26, and coincidentally, it is exactly 26 minutes long. Anyways, the breakdown of the week comes from the title track from Among the Ruined called Despite all odds. Pauses are just a half second more than I think they'll be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and they're they're legitimate pauses that you can only get from like a studio produced thing. Oh yeah, I love that though. So, so Houston, something I wanted to talk about on this one, really bad, that I loved was um go go to like fifty seconds, right? I love in my notes I wrote they hit me with a fake breakdown. All right, <laughs> fake down. So uh yeah, just hit on fifty and like uh-huh. listen through to it. Don't you get ready for a fucking... Yeah, a little bit of a build-up. And then it does, like, a chorus. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) bruh. But I love it. Like, that's dope. I like that a lot. Yeah, I don't know if it's, like, my normal, like, go-to genre anymore. Uh Just because I've been an angry beatdown boy more (laughs) recently. But that's at least from, like, 2014 to, like, maybe even, like, 2017 or 2018. That was, like, I love that. You know, like... There's these jokes. I saw this really good meme on r slash metal memes, which in case you couldn't tell, I've been browsing a little too much thanks to our new local Locus Reddit account. (laughs) But it was like, there's a meme where it was like this flower from this animated cartoon and it was like super fucking angry. And then in the next panel, it's just like obviously just cute, like a flower. Oh, I know exactly which one you're talking about. It's from Cuphead. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know know exactly which one you're talking about. Uh, Have you seen that exact meme? Uh, No, no. I just know what meme format you mean. It simply says the metalcore song during the verse and then the metalcore song during the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> and I was listening to like a new Spirit Box song 
or the second newest one and i was just like that's so true um <laughs> but like the way to like build up and you're like is it going to be like a super brutal with two o's breakdown or is it going to be like the catchiest chorus you've ever heard i don't know see like you know me i i do like you know i'd, I'd say i dabble in metalcore quite a bit right but like that type of thing like that fake breakdown into a chorus and honestly this whole flavor of metalcore is actually like very new to me you know what i mean so uh yeah you if never you really could got into slam it with some uh for fans of I, I would i would like to know who this band is like the first one that comes to mind is um i asked jansen i actually sent some texts out i was like who do you guys think this sounds like and uh i asked jansen and i asked spencer and jansen said exactly what i thought which is you know confirmed my thought which was the verses sound a lot like in the riffs sound a lot like miss may i especially like earlier miss may i mixed with like the choruses he said were kind of edging on bullet for my valentine yeah the only thing i would do is swap bullet for my valentine out with glamour of the kill but other than that which those are like the same genre-ish right though so most people would say what's the difference <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's the difference <laughs> i also thought some of the riffs especially early in the record rather than later in the record sounded like bury tomorrow you know they just dropped a new record they had a new you know they yeah. have a pretty huge sound as well yeah i thought the riffs even sounded like old parkway and I definitely thought the whole song sounded like Old Bless the Fall. So if you haven't checked out Old Bless the Fall, this is really close to this this sound, I think. It's And uh, it's, to keep going on this... <laughs> yeah, well, like it's like the choruses are this weird, like... Not weird, sorry. It's just compared to the other episodes, what I'm trying to say, the rest of this episode. We've had all this bleak music, and I feel like these choruses are so uplifting. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. But I'm gonna let you and, finish And like, they're actually thought. choruses. Like, that's something you you're not gonna see... <laughs> I'm going to let you finish, but... <laughs> I'm going to let you finish, but anyways. <laughs> so I told you what Jansen said, and then what Spencer's for fans of was, he said the instrumentals sound like old Asking Alexandria. He specifically mentioned the record from Death to Destiny, which is actually not that old. I think it's like 2013. And then the vocals, he said, sounded like some old Of Mice and Men, which is a band that I, I like can't believe I didn't know this, but like I was listening to some of their stuff after he mentioned that, and they were like way more like crab core and scene than i thought they were this band sort of gets into that i remember when tyler was on a couple episodes back and he was like 2019 and like roaring 20s mm-hmm. <laughs> i find this band um playing right into that sort of rebirth it's funny you say that because the main note i made for this band <laughs> is i put the cleans are very clean and the heavy parts are very heavy <laughs> you know what i mean yeah that's like the vibe i got from it yeah, for sure. Like I was hesitant to put Bullet because Bullet's heavy parts, they have like a pretty heavy part in like Scream and Fire that everybody knows. But really, they don't get that heavy. They're really riffy and thrashy oriented. But this band got heavy. They did get down and dirty from from time to time. Um, so the they definitely had that contrast. A lot of the other bands I thought of to compare them to were bands that we had talked about on the show, and they were some of the closest ones. I thought my best comparison would be End of Days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that a lot. As well as Suicide for a King uh, from Canada, mm-hmm. Montreal, I think. No, I think, you, I think you know, it's funny. I did actually, in my like slight notes, I wanted to mention Bullet slightly, but I wouldn't call it like that thrashy metal type metalcore. Do you know what I mean? Right. And that's where I see Bless the Fall being a better comparison for you and anybody else who yeah. knows them. Yeah, it's like, I just feel like without the cleans, this would be some of the heaviest shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, that's what Metalcore gets fucking shamed for, which I think is g- utterly goofy, because I love 
I love that both those things are there. Best of both worlds. Yeah, we were listening to uh, Logan's Metalcore playlist today, and I'm like, I've never heard any of these bands or songs, right? And it was music kind of like this, you know? And he's like, yeah, I call it my edgy pop music playlist. <laughs> I'm like, ah, gotcha, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It also makes me think of, like, Adestria. Yeah, he didn't mean it in a negative way either. He's like, this is just that edgy pop music. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that was Among the Ruined with their new record and the title track, Despite All Odds, came out in late June. Definitely go check that out. So yeah, big thank you to Among the Ruined. And also a big thank you to Convocation, Malice, and Death Courier. Um... <sighs> That's it. That, that's the episode. Uh, good, good night. <laughs> Thanks for swimming against the mainstream with us at Local Locust, the podcast that puts the spotlight on local and underground heavy music. Follow our socials for updates and find other episodes by visiting locallocuspod.com. And if you want to catch up on Local Locust featured tunes or find any of the tracks mentioned in this episode, don't forget to look out for our official Local Locust podcast playlist on Spotify. If you or someone you know is looking for a feature, reach out to us on any of our socials or email us at locallocuspod at gmail.com. Big thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. Thanks.